And all I did was stand there. I couldn't move. I couldn't think of anything to say. I just... I was so afraid. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Side Geeks podcast. Today, we will talk about the latest The Last of Us episode, episode six, called Kin. Kin, because we meet and reunite with our kin but first i do have to uh make an introduction let me do the split screen and we have uh young rigo with us we're uh, going are we going with young rigo young rigo is good yeah. young rigo's good because yeah compared to uh, us old farts uh <laughs> you know uh we, we need to bring uh some some fresh perspective so welcome sure. to the side geeks podcast young rigo cool and i think it's appropriate kin like kind of kin, kin a little bit in there somehow family a little bit i agree i agree so just so that so that we level the plane right um you started watching the last of us without having played the game i know that uh last weekend we spent probably about a good five six hours playing it (laughs) uh you you at first you didn't want to play it but take us through your thoughts of what you thought about the show, I guess, before and after. What I, and then maybe if it changed your perspective. Okay. Um, to start, I thought the show was magnificent. I thought the, the screenplay, the actors, everybody put in their part and uh, played their roles very well. Um, it's easy to get emotionally attached as well. You, you know, you feel like a lot of happiness, a lot of fear with this show. Um, and then a lot of sadness as well. It kind of hits, pulls all the strings of your heart. I think Jamo said that once before, but uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely makes you feel all levels of emotion and and highs and lows for sure. Yeah. Um, and then I had to start playing the game. I just wanted to see what the parallels were about. Um, and there's a lot of actually big differences that I enjoyed um, that I noticed. And... Yeah, the game is fun. I mean, it reminds me of a lot of uh, Uncharted mixed with Resident Evil. Okay, and I'm 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 a, I'm a fan of both of those franchises. So the the gameplay was real fun, and uh, yeah, the show pulled a lot of a lot of you know screen by screen for screen um, shots, but also there was a lot of you know differences as well that I noticed. But um, yeah, and I'll tell you, man, that um, you know I started the show. I had played the game already, and you know a lot of the times we watched the, the show together um so so you know if everybody's wondering like hey like what took young rigo so long hey man i had to take uh you know jmo to go down with uh <laughs> with a sickness so i hope you feel better jmo but uh to bring him here but we, we usually watch the, the show together and we're always kind of riffing about it right and and you, you, i feel like you're always asking me like is this in the game i don't want to know i do want to know yeah. and like it takes you to this like emotional roller coaster right that after watching the show you're like okay like is this in is this out and of course you know there's a lot of the gameplay action or whatever that they can't bring into the show but they're doing a really good job adapting into the series right because you know yeah we don't need to uh spend hours scavenging a place right right <laughs> uh but straight straight into the thing but um did you I know we, we got the game and we started playing because I felt like I had already played it years ago. I mean, man, it was like 10 years ago. Yeah, it came out in 2014. Yeah, something like that. And then even though I had played it by this point, man, like I feel like everything is mushing in my head. Like I can't 
sometimes I think like, wait, was that in the game? Was that Resident Evil? Like you said, was that a different game? And and my impulse was to find the game again. And it took me a weekend or so to find it, but I found and I started playing it. So did you have like similar feelings when or after watching the show? Like, because I think you originally said you were not going to play it till afterwards, right? Yeah. But then, you know, what made you jump into the into the action? Well, maybe jump in. I just kind of got tired of waiting seven days to watch the show. <laughs> so, you know, I had to get my Last of Us fix and just start playing the game. Um, and the game, I noticed it, it kind of pushes through the, all the episodes rather quickly. Like, you can get through episodes one and two within, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. So that's what the show is doing really good about, like, stretching it out and actually, like, drawing in the viewer and putting him putting him into that into the scene as well yeah yeah and it's crazy because yeah so you're right um but like we played it for a long time and i actually kept playing it um you know a little bit more and we still haven't reached henry and sam which is kind of what what you know how we start this 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 last episode um so so we'll get into it man but yeah i forgot it was that long like i and i guess it's designed to be that way a video game right for you to be able to play hours and hours and i'm playing it normal you know um i know you started a a new one did you start a normal or did you uh, i started a new one because i know you're gonna push past the the show because um you've already played the game already Um, and i want to keep it I want to stay version to the episodes. I still want every. I still want that shock factor every time something happens, something big happens, someone dies. I don't want to know what happens in the show. Makes sense. So I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna kind of stay right there, level with what's going on and on the HBO. Yeah. Now let me ask you, man. Um, just just before we get into episode six, what was your reaction to the bloater? You know, because I think that was episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was episode five. The the Henry and Sam episode. What like what was going through your head when you saw that? Well, not only the herd come out, but yeah. the big ass bloater. Yeah. Well, the the herd the herd was. I mean, the the I don't know what to call it. The the big herd of zombies. It was uh, it was it was kind of cool to see and how fast they move. Um, and they're kind of and they're seeking to destroy. You know, they're not out there wandering. You know, looking for sounds and so they're they jumped out that hole ready to go. You know, ready Hell to yeah. destroy everybody. And then the bloater, what I enjoyed most about is like they made it really hard to kill. Like it didn't go down, you know, so that bloater is still heading into the city, you know, and the game they, you know, you can you can destroy a bloater by yourself. And like, you know, obviously it's part of the, you know, that that scene or whatever in the game. But I did enjoy how they made it hard to kill, you know, like that guy emptied out three clips on the thing and he was still moving. And we all know he fucking you know goes in and decapitates him like nothing like a lego and um yeah the, the, it was pretty frightening you know it's the, it's oh, what yeah. nightmares are made of and oh, yeah. uh and you can imagine how long that that the fungus has been in that bloater is like you know 20 years or whatever and that's that's what made it that's what built it yeah that's pretty nuts man i uh and i have to um send a correction because again everything is just kind of mushing and james was kind of saying hey like i remember they spit acid or something and no they they don't but they kind of throw like some like spores at you like some gas spores or whatever yeah they like peel the they peel the 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 pods off their body and they'll throw them at you like grenades Yeah. yeah and then like you'll be kind of chilling doing your thing and all of a sudden you see like and you're like oh my god there's mm-hmm. a dude right there mm-hmm. and yeah they're they're definitely 
killable, right? If you have some some good uh, Molotov um, mm-hmm. bombs or or the the screw nail bombs or whatever, but um, if you get anywhere near close that motherfucker, it's gonna get you. Yeah, it it's like you it's up. over. Like uh, I was playing the um, kind of where we left off, and I got the. Uh, backbone controller um and i was trying to like do the, the mobile thing man i couldn't pass that what were you trying to uh pump the generator and i was like literally like terrified bro because i'm like man like i know as soon as i pull that lever that motherfucker's gonna show up and it's just man and and it was dif- i finally did it but yeah. man it was difficult yeah. um so bloater sam henry uh and and we'll get into this episode and they actually showed a little clip of um henry right kind of like pulling the gun to his head and and and, you know get the episode started yeah right and unaliving himself and then boom we jump three months later so joel and ellie have been traveling for three months um and they the episode starts by them running into uh, an older Indian couple, right, that is far away in the, you know, deep woods of Wyoming, and uh, they're by themselves, right? Um, old man comes in, which, by the way, a uh, shout out to Graham Greene. Um, he's a, a very popular known actor. I'm, I, I wasn't surprised that he was there. I was surprised that they only gave him like that little piece. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was a really good piece, a really funny, um, and comic relief piece. Right. Cause his wife and him are throwing jokes, even though they're being held hostage. Mm-hmm. Um, and they find out, well, they kind of tell Joel, right. That if they keep going West, just head east because they're gonna die right yeah. because they keep seeing these bodies or whatever uh pop up and it's like if you cross the river is bad news um which we later find out it, it's thomas people right but uh what do you think about that whole interaction and and the whole uh them living on their own even before the pandemic right yeah um i noticed how that those the old folks they kind of had the old personality, even like from 20 years ago, they were still able to crack jokes and um, towards each other and towards the people they were holding hostage. Like they almost didn't take it seriously. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of the people that are going through the that apocalypse at that moment, they kind of lose that sense, that funny bone. They lose that the sense of like, you know, let's just make a, the best of this moment or whatever. Um, so I did, I really, really enjoyed that scene. They were like throwing jabs at each other. Um, even the old guy was, you know, calling Ellie like little twerp and stuff like really, <laughs> like really like living in the moment and making it, making the best of it really. And, um, cause they've been there since, you know, before he said before Joel was born. So right. 60, 50 years ago, they moved there. So they're almost untouched by everything that's going on, even though they can see like the dead or, and the undead that are like laying out there. But they're almost like they've never been a part of it, almost. Right. Yeah, that's an interesting take. And I hadn't thought about it that way because it's uh, it's true. Like, they're cracking jokes like nothing, right? Like, like life is normal for them except for seeing a few dead bodies here and there because that's how they live of, of the hunt and 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 whatever but yeah a, a pretty good comic relief with uh you made them soup i'm like well they were hungry or yeah. it's like did you shoot them no the no. the gun's way over there it's like- <laughs> just, just chilling right like 
Um, and uh, and there was another moment where it's just like point when Joel's like point at the map and the better coins out, and he's like, "Did you tell him the truth?" And I'm like, "I, I guess are you telling me the truth?" Yeah. <laughs> so they're just figuring it out each other. Yeah. You know, they you know they want to survive too, but they kind of just have a comical way of staying alive because they don't know what it's like to run through buildings and run right. over people and even kill innocent people to survive. You know, they've just they've been surviving on their own and yeah. living off of nature pretty yeah. much. And nothing so has changed for them, really. That scene was um, important too because it kind of like gives us a, a, a nice icebreaker, right, for the beginning of the show. But we also see right as he's walking out the cabin, uh, we see Joel's first panic attack, right? And so later in the show, we find out it's a panic attack. But what what was going through your mind when you see him, you know, leaning against the fence and just kind of you know like going down yeah i think right away i knew he was thinking about tommy and the threat that 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 gentleman had told him about is like well tommy's pretty much dead and i think while he was walking out the cabin he kind of it kind of finally hit him and that's when he really started thinking like this tommy's really gone um just based off what that guy said um and that's our yeah that's his first panic attack and honestly it's kind of long overdue the guy's been through so much stress and so much yeah. trauma on in the past, you know, 20, 21 years already. So, um, you know, the heart can only take so much. Yeah. And he is, and he is on go a hundred percent survival mode at all times. He's not like these old folks living in the cabin far in the woods. Yeah. You know, he's coming out of a, um, a big urban, urban city and he had to make it out of there and he barely did it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty crazy, man. I was like, well, I, yeah, I was, no pun intended, panicking a little bit because I'm like, what is wrong with him? Because he's gonna have a heart attack. I'm like, this was not in the show. Like, what's going on, right? I mean, in the in the game. Mm. Um, but later on, we see them walking. They kind of set up camp. Um, and Ellie poses the question like, okay, you know, they, they accomplish their goal. They find a cure. Like, what what's after that, right? Like, what do you want to do? And I think Joel mentions like he wants to be a sheep farmer. Right. Um, and, and Ellie wants to be a, an astronaut mm-hmm. or something like that. But um, what do you what, what do you think about that? Did you think that she was kind of asking to see if she was in, in his plans for the future or uh, or was this just like regular Ellie small talk? I think she was just doing banter just to pass the time. Um, and I think she's starting to worry about him and starting to mm. and worry about what his plans are. Uh, and if she's part of them, too, I think that, that is part of it a little bit because um, they are starting to grow closer and closer. Um, you can start seeing that connection. Like, I think it's it's there officially there now, that father daughter connection, even mm-hmm. though they're not. But, um, yeah, she's definitely probing. She's definitely probing where yeah. she fits in and if she's going to fit in long term. And I was just thinking because I think she says, so what are we doing after this? What are we doing? And he's like, we like I'm doing this, you know, so he's still kind of excluding her. Right. Um, Which I thought it was interesting as how the story will develop by the end of the the episode. But um, astronaut, she she and she uh, guesses uh, or Joel actually guesses Sally Ride, who was an actual uh, astronaut and was the first American woman um astronaut and i thought for some reason she was one of the ones that 
uh, was killed in like what was it Apollo, Apollo 11 or something uh, around the 80s but no she actually uh, lived through her life and whatnot so I just thought that was pretty cool um, yeah that's a nice little history lesson right there from the show yeah, yeah. And, and not only that but it's um, part of and regardless of what situation it's always part of a kid's dream right to kind of like be that astronaut or like a fireman or a policeman or whatever right but you know some some, some picked the, the star so i thought that was cute um ellie confesses to joel like right there that um she knew about sam right and that she made the attempt to um to cure him right and yeah. you know i thought that was uh kind of critical because she starts confiding in him right like they start opening up a little bit more well i think she kind of always has has that loose mouth right but um but hey like man like that's when we see man like i really liked him i really thought i was gonna save him right and it just didn't happen that way and and then you begin to see i think you see joel begin like to console her like he like i know in the for in this episode where she had to save him He's like, oh, you're only 14. You shouldn't be doing these things and seeing these things. But she reassures him, like, hey, dude, I've I've been there. I've done that. Like, this is yeah. this has been our this has been our lives for a long time. And then he's and then he says, like, I think you know the whole my blood is medicine is like. He lets her know, like, it's way more complicated than that. Like, you yeah. gotta you gotta make it. The scientists have to boil it down and DNA mm-hmm. and break chromosomes and whatever just to make a make a cure for this it's not just gonna be oh i drink your blood and we're we're free right you know it was a good attempt though i gotta say no as a as a child i mean like that's like a good thought a good thought to have and like you know it just it just doesn't like joel said it's just way more complicated than that yeah it's um yeah it's sad man because i think that even from the last episode like she actually thought and i actually thought too man like i'm like did she actually pull it off like and I knew based on the game how it was gonna end, um, the the Sam Henry thing. But then I'm like, hey, maybe they'll change it, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they'll change it. And, and of course, uh, mm-hmm. of course not. They had to break our hearts one more time. Yeah. Um, quick little uh, anecdote. So um, Jasmine was here watching the uh, this recent episode, the, 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 the latest episode. No. Yes, she came to watch the the most recent episode, but she hadn't watched the Sam and Henry episode. Mm. And uh, so a funny little anecdote there. Uh, She's like, we get introduced to Sandra and Ham or whatever. And right away, she's like, please don't tell me they die. Like, if they (laughs) die, I'm going to stop watching this show or whatever. And then, uh, of course, everything happened when it happened. And then I run upstairs and tell tell Amelia Logan, I'm like, hey, Jasmine's downstairs bawling her eyes out because she just finished <laughs> watching episode five and they're like, What? You know, so I just thought it was it was funny because yeah, man, it makes you, you know, like I think us as guys are are programmed to kind of hold it in a little bit more, even though, mm-hmm. you know, it shouldn't be that way. But uh man, she she just let the water work. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. For, for Sam uh Sam and Henry. Yeah, she's like, I quit. I quit this show. Yeah, man. Like they're they're killing everybody. And then we get this episode, right? Yeah. Which Jesus. Um, but anyway. Um, Joel kind of tells Ellie, hey, I'm going to take watch, right? I'm going to do both shifts, you know, and he's still trying to be that protector, that tough guy. And, of course, he knocks out and sees that Ellie is holding the rifle like, I got it, you know, and he gets kind of mad. 
what do you think about that little interaction? I think he's got to recognize his limits. Like he's damn near had a panic attack or he did have a panic attack, heart damn near stopped. Like he needs to start recognizing um, his limits. And I think he, he sees that later on in the episode, but um, he's got to know like Ellie's, Ellie got a, Ellie's got to hold her own too. Like there's, she's, he's got to get his rest too. Rest is like most of the most important thing, you know, um, next to in our, even in today's society, like, diet and rest and like exercise like those are like the pillars of surviving like you have to get your rest and you yeah. cannot be yeah you're not going to function properly if you're just on 24 7 with your eyes open trying to survive like it's it's a recipe for disaster it's uh yeah man and it's... luckily he fell asleep in a cave and like you know not in like a more dangerous zone or next to like some looters or something like i mean dude if you think about it i mean that's what um kind of catches up to him i think episode uh four when ellie has to save him right because remember when they slept in the woods and ellie was like worried about infected and she's like oh there's no infected here but there's people yeah. and you know he kind of goes to sleep but he gets up right away we see that he stays up all night he drives like 13 more hours or whatever he was exhausted right mm. and then the 14 year old kid or whatever 15 year old kid uh gets him right and almost kills him and it's like he has to recognize like you said like man like uh, you're teaching this girl right like give her give her a little bit of responsibility right yeah um so good call there and i want to i wanted to point out uh on the next scene because they're still uh walking towards the river the river of death the river of death uh but just a quick uh thing and i don't know if you picked up and i'm gonna put it on, on monitor right now um there's a shot where they're going through the bridge or whatever and there's camera crew no <laughs> yeah there's a there's camera crew in like the bottom uh left corner of the shot i missed it I'm are you sure watch. that's not them no it's 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 a camera crew let me see if i can get a better <laughs> angle but uh that's uh, that's almost like Game of Thrones with the Starbucks coat. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but look at that. Yeah, and I I did the second watch. I think maybe this is a better one. Uh, that's funny. Anyway, uh, I just thought that was funny because that's the you know history of a, a super well produced show. And there's always hiccups. And there's always man. something, right? Yeah, uh, not that. that it took away from the story. I just thought it was it was funny. And honestly, I didn't I didn't even notice it till now. Yeah, I I, I when I watched it for the second time, I was looking for it. Otherwise, I would have missed it. Um, but anyway, so they keep walking. They kind of yeah. mentioned the dam, um, and I'll I'll bring that up because the dam plays an important role in the video game, the right? Game. And I don't think we've we've gotten that far. No, um, but in this this one you know they just show it and joel learned his lesson from like the siphon and he's like i'm not even gonna try to explain how it works i don't know yeah, it's a it's a fucking wall that stops water right? uh but right after that is where um we see the communes people kind of surround them right yeah. and um we have the dog scene and we have what it looks like joel's second panic attack right so Walk me through that scene right there with um, the dog. Yeah. Um, so these guys show up. They put our guns up, and uh, Joel doesn't have time to react. He's still old and slow, and there's way too many of them. There's at least 15, maybe. And um, right away, they're they're checking of what they're where they're going. 
you know, and uh, what they want and who they are. And for them to make any further advancements, they're going to use this dog. And this dog, I guess, can check, can smell infected or smell the fungus. And, um, yeah, Joe is is freaking out because he knows yeah. his little one is immune. She has it. She's just, you know, immune. And there's really nothing he can do. I mean, there's just there's 12 guns on him and the dog is running up to him. Obviously, the, the dog checks him. And in my mind, I'm... I'm wondering if Joel's just going to say it right there. Like, oh, she's she's special or something. Mm. Like, just, like, put it on the air so they can give her a chance to, like, you know, survive this dog attack. Yeah. You know, and I thought this is it. Like, he, this, this is how the whole world finds out. And sure enough, you know, Ellie's, like, rolling over and play, rubbing the dog's belly and stuff. Like, the dog has no problem. Yeah. So, it's like, she, she definitely passed the test. But it, it, Joel was freaking out. He he didn't yeah. know what to, how to, what to act or what to say. That was one of those moments where they just got a lucky break because nobody knew, right? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, obviously, she we know that she shows up on the scanner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, that shit is flashing red. And you would assume that if the dog can smell it, right, um, that, he could, that the dog was going to smell it on her. And it's checkmate right there. It's checkmate. Mm-hmm. It's either... You know, they're, they're both, gonna die or they're gonna die. They're right? both gonna get lit up. Whether you know she's the guys are just gonna shoot him down because she's gonna test positive and you know he's with her, so boom, that's a that's a death that's a death uh, whatever. Yeah, death yeah. sentence right there. Yeah, uh, and you can see it in his eyes, man. It's just like, man, like this is it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna lose. Like I lost, and luckily they catch a break. The dog kind of gets friendly with with uh i was gonna say sarah but ellie and then yeah i thought that's what that i thought that was when joel was gonna reveal like her special or like her immunity um but he doesn't do that till again he doesn't do it till later on the episode but i thought that was gonna be the moment where like okay this is my only way to save her is to tell the truth yeah and he keeps his mouth shut and everything's good and thank goodness right because if he would have said that it's possible that then you flip another coin right like because it's possible that they just threw it right there on the spot, yeah. right? Um, then he just says, hey, I'm looking for my brother. Now, um, do you think at that point Maria recognized him? Like, do you think she saw, like, any type of similarity to, to Tommy? Or was it to he says my name is because he's like, what's your name? And he's like, I'm Joel, right? Mm-hmm. And then right away we see that they take him back into the commune to... Do you think she might have recognized him right away? I think she was. I think she was on the same mindset of. I mean, Tommy's always mentioning him. Obviously, they had that memorial for Sarah, so she's aware that there is another one of them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as soon as she says that he says brother, I think it clicks her in her mind. Okay, this could be Tommy's, and they do. They do resemble each other. Yeah, a fair amount. Um, so yeah, I think that's what that's what uh, prompts her to take the lead she rides the horse up to the front tells the guys to put the guns down and like okay you bought yourself you know another minute or whatever oh yeah and um yeah i think she notices right away nice yeah Yeah. i i kind of had that feeling too when um because they they point at her right and of course i i I did recognize the character but it kind of makes you think like yeah you know i might have recognized this guy but let us do the, the dog thing still um, yeah. But that was that was kind of cool, <clears throat> and then we get the the big greeting between um, 
Joel and Tommy. And again, man, like this, another scene that gets you in the feels, right? Um, you know, I, I personally have a brother that I love very much that is far away. And it's just one of those hugs that where you see them, there's like, ah, and, and you're kind of trying to hold tears, but it's very emotional. And, and all, all I got to say, man, is that I thought that after the first five episodes, man, you know, you, you have, they get Sarah, they get Tess, they get Sam, they get all this, right? And I'm like, and are we all oh, uh, Bill and Frank, right? I'm like, is this going to be a filler episode? I'll be like, I'm, I'm to the point where like, you don't want filler episodes regularly, but now I'm like, man, this is too emotional. And this was mm -hmm. one that maybe didn't have a lot of action, uh, but maybe a lot of emotional action, right? Because man, like every every freaking five minutes, they're like, ah, you're, you're yeah. getting you in the field. So what do you think about that uh, about that encounter? I definitely felt, um, I felt connected as well. Like I felt like I was reuniting with them as well. Like I felt yeah. it and uh, I really liked how it, all it took was for him to yell Tommy and then, you know, they, they did not break that stare. They were looking at each other all the way down and, um, Tommy couldn't believe it, you know, and, uh, he was astonished and yeah, he it brought me in there too. I wanted to hug them as well. I wanted to get right. in there. Um, be, just because like, you know, it's been whatever, how, however long it's been. And I know Joel has been looking for this moment for a long time now and he's done, you know, so many battles and tests and, and lost so many lives along the way. And he like, this moment has finally came and it's funny how, you know, Tommy's, you know, thriving. He's got a like construction job. He's just, you know, building the city up that has power. And Joel just straight up tells him, Oh, what are you doing here? He's like, Oh, I came here to save you. you know? like, <laughs> that was and awesome. Joel, and Joel's the ones all beat up and you know, right. like so I thought that was pretty cool. I thought yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. And that's like a, a a one thing of a big brother, right? Like you wanna make sure that um you're you're taking care of your little brother, regardless of how it is, even if they're well established or whatever you yeah. still want to but i thought that was that was pretty cute um we'll pause there to kind of tell the people to um that have made it this far to comment your thoughts share your thoughts um and also you know make sure to if you're up to this point, that means you like the Psychic. So please hit that like button, subscribe, uh, whether you're listening to us via Spotify or YouTube or whatever social media. Um, we appreciate your support and wanted to uh, take a pause there to thank you. And again, if you know anybody that listens to this particular show or any type of side geeks type stuff, comic book movies, Marvel, DC or whatever, share it, please, because that's how we will grow um all right so back to the kind of like the middle of the episode right where they get into the commune and ellie's just being a fucking smart mouth right like mm -hmm. she's having this attitude with everybody um why do you think that is is you know i i couldn't figure that out right it's is she just not used to manners right like because why where would she have used manners before right yeah, she she grew up in a military school, so they definitely beat all that the kindness and all that stuff out of you. Like from personal experience, you know, they really bring uh, break you down, and um, and I think she took to heart the whole fact that they had him at gunpoint, you know, and they're ready mm -hmm. to waste them, you know. And so she's like, "We're human too. You guys um, are out here killing innocent people. We know that you, you know, there's bodies out here. The old yeah. people told us all about that. So she doesn't trust them. Yeah, she doesn't trust them." 
and um and she's just keeping her guard up she's just she's just on it she has the gun in her pocket or no she doesn't have the gun like they just they disarmed her they took probably her. took her gun they took her knife so she does take that to heart you know um and she's defenseless right now so i think she just has her guard up just because she's in a news place and they have the upper hand on her yeah i'm just thinking man like and, and maybe just because i'm a wuss or whatever right but if i go into the place where i know these these people like are killing people that confront them or whatever they take my gun away i'm gonna be super nice man <laughs> i'm gonna be like hey yes sir yeah you know yeah. like oh shit thank you for my water sir. Yeah, you want yeah. you want me to boil that for you you know whatever um but man she's just spitting she's just spitting you know yeah. her sarcasm and her wittiness or whatever uh throwing a couple of f-bombs in here and there uh which had me sweating because i'm like man like that's that creates tension but uh luckily marie and tommy were um had their emotional intelligence on check and they were just kind of like goofy ass kid right uh but they explained that hey like if they feel threatened right or they feel like yeah you know some sort of threat or whatever people are coming that's what they get it right that's why the the dead bodies in the river because they have to do whatever they have to do i think she's feisty and i and i think part of it is she's She's taken on from Joel too. Like the whole, yeah. even when Joel was getting stuck up by Henry and Sam, he was like very asshole kind of, you know, he like trying to survive, but also like letting them know, like, if I get an opportunity, I'm going to make a move, yeah. you know? So I think she's getting that from Joel too. Is like always keep your guard up as well. You, and uh, yeah, I think that's the right attitude to be. Um, you can't be too nice to these guys. They have all your stuff and they're ready to waste you at any moment. They'll just throw you into the river of death at any time. Yeah, man. And uh, there's a part right there uh, where they're on the table and then we see this girl uh, staring at Ellie. Right. And Ellie's just like kind of like, what the fuck are you looking at or something like that? Um, so I haven't played the, the part two of the game um, and now I want to. But apparently um, this girl is part of, <clears throat> of the second game. Um, so if you're listening, if you have played the game, please leave us a comment and let us know your thoughts. Uh, cause it was like a quick snippet that at first I didn't pay attention, but after like going to do research or whatever, like apparently this girl is a character in a show. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, and also, um, that whole community is not part of the game. Right. So, and, and apparently we see that in the game, but in part two, uh, so they're bringing some of that part two. Into uh, video game into into the show one. yeah okay. which i di- i had no idea because again i haven't played the game but but we will um yeah and I, it's it's cool they're just integrating it early you know yeah. and they're just uh, getting the viewers ready for what's coming next because season two is going to be bomb i'm sure and it's a nice twist right because you know like you may have you know very saucy people like me saying ah, i play the video game and i know everything and all of a sudden i'm like ah fuck i don't know this mm-hmm. um so now and good marketing too because now i want to go buy that part two and play it mm-hmm. uh, yeah so joel kind of asks maria to ex- excuse them right because he wants to, to have some family moment and then um tommy's like well maria's family right mm-hmm. and he finds out the hard way that they got hitched right there and uh at least like congratulations and then he's like congratulate them joel and but joel obviously you can tell on his face that he didn't like it um 
what did you think about about that did you did you perceive the same thing or am i uh, reading too hard into things yeah i'm not sure why he was upset or maybe he was a little jealous that his brother has moved so far along without him and like found a whole another life full yeah. of happiness and love and almost like tommy was content with him not being a part of it you yeah know? and so now joel wants that one-on-one -on -one with his brother but he can't even get that you yeah, know. and we find out later on, right, that it's, I think, um, yeah, because, like, Tommy, like, stopped going through the radio or looking for the radio sending signals. So, well, he just disappeared, right? And and we find out later on why. Uh, but Joel doesn't know, right? Joel's just thinking, like, man, what the fuck? Like, it's probably, this is what's going through his mind at this moment. Like, what mm -hmm. the fuck, man? Like, I'm here busting my ass trying to look for you. Because even before Ellie, right, I mean, Tommy was his priority we see in episode one then he's going to the radio guy asking hey have you heard anything have you heard? Yeah. so he has tommy in his head this whole time yeah he's trying to buy batteries for the cars right and what, whatever exactly and ellie was just kind of like uh the final excuses yeah like like let's go let's go make that final push to find yeah. him right or this guy and he's seeing this guy is like not even interested in in reciprocating that but we find out later why uh, Maria decides to give them a tour. Man, they have a Christmas tree. They have electricity. They have plumbing, showers, housing. Man, uh, and and something very interesting there. Um, they see a, a, a flock of sheep going mm -hmm. by, and to me, that just kind of represented, hey Joel, like you can have your dream right now. Like if you stop your journey right now you can have whatever you're looking for mm -hmm. which is just being a, a, a sheep pastor or whatever um and and i think joel saw that and he realized like this place is cool but that made him think he wants to do something else he's like okay mm -hmm. i i can see that my life is could be here this could be happy life but now mm -hmm. i want to do something different like i gotcha. now it's the now it's like easy attainable now 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 my dream is not so far out of reach gotcha. so now i think that's why he changed it up and you know, he kind of went the the Ellie route, something that's a little bit more far fetched. You know, astronaut, country singer, like yeah. You know, we don't know how good he's singing, but it's it's probably not that. I don't know. We'll, well see. I, I guess. I, I hope we hear him sing. <laughs> That'd be good. I hope we hear him sing. Uh, another funny part right there, and I think it's funny because um, you know Tommy and and Joel are Texans, right? And they're about freedom and the First Amendment or whatever, mm -hmm. and. As they're explaining, you know, like who's in charge or whatever, nobody's in charge, you know, just kind of give everybody what we have, whatever. He's like, so Joe's like, like communism. And, and Tommy's like, no, no, no. Like, I, I think he hadn't thought about it. And Maria's like, yeah, communism, exactly communism. We're a commune, right? Mm -hmm. And then Tommy's just like, oh, shit, you mm -hmm. know, which is, is pretty interesting, especially um, in, in the political stage that we have been in the last few years right where there's like a lot of division i just thought it was funny for these two texan guys right like no. being comfortable in that type of situation right um joe and tommy uh start a conversation in the bar um we see that they have booze and apparently they've been making their own booze oh yeah they're well stocked they have Dude. everything Dude, they had all man. I wanted to go there. No. Um, ice, booze, and then he kind of makes a, a a crack of like, "Hey, man, um, we're raising hogs now. So once we have bacon, what else? What you know? What Christmas else? Christmas trees, bacon. It's like you know, it's like paradise right there, pretty Dude, much. It's like who who needs uh 
who needs the real world, right? But he, uh, Tommy asks about Tess. Um, and he lies. He yeah. straight up lies. He doesn't want to admit anything right away. I think he's still got his guard up. He's trying to figure out Tommy. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, and then Tommy breaks down the big news. Yeah, so he kind of tells Tommy, hey, um, he lies straight up, right? Like about Tess and about Ellie. He says, yeah, she's the daughter of like this big head concho or whatever. Yeah. Where are the fireflies? And Tommy's like, oh, you know, just south, a week south, you know, in the University of Colorado, I think it is. And mm-hmm. I think I, earlier I said Wyoming, but yeah, they're in Colorado. And then, um, yeah, Tommy says that, you know maria's expecting right um and that he's gonna be a a father joel doesn't take the news very well um just kind of like how i perceive him not taking the news very well about him being married and because i think he says and i i think i wrote it here um he tommy says i think i'm gonna be a good dad and joel said i guess we'll find out you know so so what what do you think why is he not happy about about Tommy being a father, what do you think? I think it's it comes out of a place of you know sibling jealousy. I think he wants his kid back. I think in yeah. he's and he misses her a lot. And he you know obviously Sarah was a big part of both their lives, and um, and he lets him know like just because your life stopped doesn't mean mine has to as well. And I think I think he's just you know kind of jealous of the place that Tommy's at, and the fact that Tommy was pretty much okay without him being there. You know, he like Eve, the kid had a Theo, but like yeah. Tommy was really cool with the Theo never being there. You know, so it was. I think he. I think Joel is still feeling the repercussions of Tommy thriving and him eating shit for the past year and yeah and to add another layer of of weight um you know and i don't know if this is what joel is thinking you know i can only assume but um this is gonna be a mixed child right like just like sarah too Mm -hmm. right um Mm -hmm. which has to get you in the feels because and, and we see it like right right immediately after the next scene we see Joel starting to have his probably his third panic attack, mm-hmm. and and what calms him is the sight of this woman that has uh, uh, the, her hair just like Sarah's, right? Yeah. And then you could tell that he starts thinking. Um, I think he just starts dreaming of Sarah and a grandchild. Like that's what he. Right. That's what. That's what. If he could have saved her, that's what he would have. You know. Yeah, uh, which which is interesting, right? Because you could tell that he was having this panic attack, and then he stares, and then. It kind of calms, right? Mm-hmm. But that's why I thought about the the mixed child thing, because you know, basically, Tommy is getting uh, or about to get what he what was taken from him, pretty much, right? But it's not to Tommy's fault, right? Like you have to be happy for your brother, right? Yeah. Um, but but I don't know, like a letter would have been nice, you know, like or anything, like, yeah, like it's just like a thumbs up or something, you know. Just, just so Joel's not freaking out about finding him. Like, hey, don't look for me. Like, life is good, you know. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's tough, man. It's tough because you know, living in the apocalypse, and and we find out later from Tommy, right, that he's just like, man, I just couldn't risk it. I just couldn't risk it. Um, then we uh, jump into the the house, right, where they're staying. Ellie's coming out of the shower. Um. <clears throat> A cool thing about this show 
is the little subtle details that you don't find in you know the night of the living dead or the walking dead or world war z or any type of post-apocalyptic show that i've that i remember um but it's the menstrual cup right um i thought that was you know and they've done it a couple times right in this show where like things that you know especially us as guys don't even think about i was very ignorant i had no idea what that was by the way (laughs) i uh i'm very ignorant too um you know but i mean i I don't think I've ever seen one, but I just knew of them and I just thought it was interesting because that's like super old school, right? I mean, that's, you know, pre tampons and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I don't want to get into the whole feminine hygiene thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I just thought it was a nice detail to have because it's like, what, you know, what kind of gift is this, right? A very useful one. You know, I'm so ignorant. I thought that she was giving her like one of those, um, like, what is it? It's like birth control, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, like, the, like a sponge or something? Like yeah, like I thought it was like a in, like an internal condom or something. I was gotcha. like, Ellie's not having sex. She's 14. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, Ellie. Um, so that's, yeah, that's my take. So I had no idea. So another um, <laughs> another important one, right? she, she goes, she showers, and she sees the... Um, on the on top of the, the, the mantle, right? Like the kevin and sarah's name right written mm. in, in in chalk um and you know we see that kevin was was uh, like three years yeah, old well, right? he was like, a baby still yeah yeah he was a baby and then but he only died two days after sarah so it was kind of like the same timing yeah. but sarah was 14 kevin was three yeah yeah that's that's nuts man and you would think that probably well i mean you don't even know how a baby would get infected right but Man, it was just getting everybody. It oh, was yeah. just getting everybody, and yeah. and it's a very. Um, I mean, it could have been in the cereal or something. Like, who knows? Right? You know? Like, it didn't probably didn't even get bit. He probably just ate some fucking the formula cereal, yeah. whatever, and then and then that's it's all over. Yeah. Uh, but while we find out that Maria it was a, a district attorney or whatever, so and that maybe means something for the commune, right? Because she does have like some type of. Uh, legal and you know authoritative experience right yeah that makes uh, sense for her to be the leader that makes her to be a leader she's you know she she's been a long time putting people behind bars or claiming they're you know innocent like i guess she there's definitely uh something to be said about her judge character for sure yeah i mean and it's yeah so so exactly what we're always gonna say like she's a good She's been part of the justice system, and and it's probably a good thing to have in in a community like this, right? Um, yeah, maybe the maybe these guys are not like um, murdering you for trying to leave, maybe. But I don't right. know. We'll see. I don't. Know. Yeah, because they did. Because she did mention that the bank was the jail, but they never use it, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody must be pretty content. I mean, who wouldn't be, right? Based on what we saw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. You got a nice setup. This is where Ellie finds out about Sarah, right? Um, and then even even Maria says, I don't know if I should be telling you this. And she's like, it's okay. No, Ellie played it cool. Uh, yeah. Um, but we also show a little concern from Maria, right? Like, hey, like you don't know who you're, who you're with, right? Um, and there was a line there that actually touched me um, where she said something about 
be careful be careful who you put your faith in because the only people that can betray us is the people we trust right and that man like that resonated with me because yeah if you if somebody stabs you in the back you almost don't care if you don't care about the person right but if you for some reason opened up and trusted somebody or whatever and they stab you in the back that that's when it yeah. hurts right so so it resonated a lot and it was trying to be protective of ellie um I, so so what do you think that was like do you think maria definitely doesn't trust joel i mean because ellie was trying to kind of convince her like he's a he's a changed man right yeah or was she was ellie being like well i'm more of a badass right you know, and I hope at one mo at one point maybe they have a flashback for Joel and Tommy and Tess, for that matter, because they are for some reason they are notorious for being these um, badasses that will kill innocent people to survive, and like they they just have this uh, reputation about them that we really haven't seen. Like we know we know that they're all capable of surviving and doing certain things to survive. But the way the show and the people inside the show talk about them is like, these guys are not to be messed with. Hell yeah. You know, because they've done these things, these certain things. And Tommy tells Maria about obviously where he's been and um, what has happened. I'm sure that he's had to open up in order to gain her trust to, you know, impregnate her and stuff. So, yeah. Um, Tommy's told her everything and Joel and he says that Joel is the leader of all these actions and yeah and what they've done it's crazy man and uh Jay Monal and I kind of debated that a little bit um because he said the same thing like and I actually want it to happen where, where they do a flashback the only thing I'm concerned with is and and they have to do it in a, in a special way right because man th the last thing we want is <clears throat> kind of feeling like joel is a bad guy i feel like mm -hmm. right like if he was doing all these if they show us doing all these and because when the, the inflection of when they talk about this these things it makes you think that he probably killed not only innocent people but maybe innocent women children whatever whatever it took right and even in this episode they they you know uh joel and and um tommy go back and forth like like man, we had to do what we had to do, right? And we and, just didn't know how. And like, Tommy says there was other way to do it. We were just—he says we were. There was other ways to do it, but we were just not good at those things, right? So they, but what they were good at, killing, right? right. Woo! Um, not, nothing but emotions, emotions with this show. So yeah, so when when Maria is trying to convince Ellie of you know Joel's like you know. Um, can be maybe a sh like a shady kind of person. That's Ellie. That's all Ellie has, and that's all Ellie knows. So she's gonna yeah. defend him till the very end, you know. Absolutely. And um, and rightfully so. Joe's Joe's put down put put it on for her since he met her pretty much, you know, willingly or not. You know, like now definitely he's. I think he's emotionally invested as well. But in the beginning, he didn't want to do it. But he he put he threw down for her. He killed many yeah. people just to get her past that past that border and all the way to where they're at now so yeah. um ellie's gonna ellie's gonna rep represent for him i think and, yeah i mean and even, maria's barking up the wrong tree trying to tell ellie that joel's this bad guy he's like oh well your tommy did the same thing and now he's your husband so yeah yeah where does that yeah because maria seems to think that yeah joel was the leader right yeah. but you know tommy was kind of like well I, I i did it too right like mm -hmm. um 
yeah very very interesting scene she finds out about sarah and then the next scene they're in the movie theater i mean they have movies bro they have movies yeah i didn't uh, even know which movie did you notice so i did i did look it up they're playing uh a movie called the goodbye girl which i'm like what does that mean right the hmm. goodbye girl and i think what what it meant or what i interpreted is that you know for the people who knew what that movie was at that moment is are they gonna they're buttering us up for what's about to happen when when joel's like hey like you go with tommy right hmm. um and i i think that's what that represented the okay. goodbye girl um but maybe again i'm, I'm reading too much into this but Man, these writers, man, they're 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 doing it right. There's a reason think, they put. Yeah, it in there's there. no there's no accidents yeah. uh, except for camera crew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, but Ellie's not even paying attention, bro. She's what is a child that should be captivated by by a movie that she's probably never seen in her life, especially like out of a projector, like a movie theater. She's not even interested. She's just kind of seeing what everybody else is doing looking at at tommy walk in um talking to to maria she's not even focused right she's kind of like scanning the scene which is man represents like what she's learned from joel as well right um yeah she's not letting her guard down she's she's keeping her head on a swivel and make sure she knows of awareness of her surroundings she's where she's at She's probably looking at the exits, like where's the nearest exit if some shit goes exactly. down. Like she's 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 on it. She's ready to survive. She's ready to get going. I like that, man. Um, then, and I think that has to do with what what we're about to, for the next scene, right? Because the next scene is is very powerful. Uh, it's when Joe is is trying to fix his boot. Um, yeah, and then you know Tommy walks in, brings him a, a new set of boots, and that's when Joel kind of. Um, rips the seal right and talks about ellie and she tells tommy he tells tommy that that she is immune right uh and then for a moment you could heal you could see tommy's hesitation but also sit down and are like all right start from the beginning right um and you know joel spills the beans about tess uh and tess made, made me swear that I that I should do this for her, and then the process, man. Like this girl saved my life, um, and and pretty much like all cards are on the table for her, right? Um, we, we need to make this happen, but I can't do it. I'm too weak. He, this is the point where we find out where the panic attacks are coming from, right? He's just panicking. He can't sleep, right? He thinks about Sarah all the time. He wakes up with that picture of losing her every day right and i'm like i i can't imagine what that's about and and shout out to pedro pascal man because that was acting right there right like man he was in tears tommy was in tears and he's spilling the beans and he's kind of convincing tommy like you gotta do this for me man like i know you have a kid on the way but if this works this is the future for your kid right and kind of convinces him like you gotta do this man i can't um which which tommy agrees to take her so what did you take from from that whole scene because it was fucking deep i think that uh at that moment like we said earlier that's when joel starts to realize his incapabilities he's 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 old he's slow he's half deaf you know Mm -hmm. and um there's already been multiple occasions where he's he's given he's been uh given the upper hand to someone else like he's been at the end of the barrel already Mm -hmm. so many times 
just trying to get Ellie to Colorado. And I think he's starting to realize it. His heart is stopping every once in a while or every time he starts thinking about this. Um, yeah, and and that nightmare of Sarah just keep popping up every night. He can't sleep. He can't um, He can't perform. He, he can't function the way he used to be. He said five years ago he would have destroyed that kid, but now, you know, he's... Yeah. He's just he's just not able to be the his old self, his old badass self that everyone knows him to be. And I thought it was very powerful, though, like very it powerful, was. very emotional. And um, and he finally found someone to confide in because he lost Tess. That was his rock. Right. And so he's been holding in all this stuff. And I think that's what's causing these panic attacks, too. So maybe we'll see Joel um, ease up on those panic attacks just because he's been able to let off a little steam and mm-hmm. and. And he found part of what was given, like, Tommy, you know? So Yeah, and it's crazy because I think that he's he's already bought into protecting Ellie. Like, it's his own, right? And he doesn't want to fail, right? Because he kind of mentions, man, I'm, I'm failing and I'm failing and, and I just don't want to fail her. Because he's like, if I take her, she's going to die for sure. You know, yeah. uh, which makes me think, man, and I know that the story has to progress. Right. But like, just stay there and and let me get your thoughts about that. Right. Like. If you're in that situation, right, uh, if you're so worried about this girl, why not just stay? Or do you really feel like I'm going to go save the world? I mean, is it the world? Is, and I guess the way I should phrase it is. Should I risk her life and my life to go save the rest of the world or should we just live a happy life here? I think the right answer is to save the world. If you if you have the if you have the potential cure and you, and if you can make this world a better place, um do it. But at the on the other hand, I do feel like they could have taken a beat, maybe a week or two enjoy the good the goods of what's there maybe you know get some rest get some strength mm-hmm. you know even do a couple supply runs learn the area learn how to get there learn what's good what's the best route to take like i think they just kind of i know they're in a hurry and but i think they could have they could have planned it out a little better right you know instead of just like oh we're gonna wake up in the morning and we're gonna head out you know it's like they could have they could have built up a and like a nice little, even like a nice little team. Like, hey, everybody, we're going to Colorado. Who yeah, wants to go? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right? Like, and that's the thing that you can't, that he confided in, in Tommy, <clears throat> right? And this that's another thing that bugs me, right? Because just like from, from episode five to episode six, three months went by. Like, why can't you do another three months, right? But now you have a fucking crew, you know, and, and whatever. But at the same time, like... Could you trust anybody else with with the secret or or what the mission is, right? But you wouldn't tell them. You'd just be like, "Hey, we're gonna go. We're gonna go find these whatever scientists, or we're gonna go scavenge yeah. in Colorado. Or we're gonna just do like a quick trip." They don't have to know anything about Ellie, and I think that they would have fared well. I mean, mm-hmm. there was only, I mean, we'll get to the scene in a second, but there wasn't that many. Yeah, you know, and if they had a team of twelve or even a team of five, you know, or even even Tommy and Joel, yeah. right? Like both of them. Like if if Tommy was gonna go anyway, yeah, he was ready to go. Yeah. Like why not both? But, but whatever. But a big part, I think, a big a big thing that I noticed is they could have just taken a beat, take a week or two, build mm-hmm. up their strength, get some good food, good rest, some and bacon. then and yeah, some bacon, you know, celebrate Christmas, 
and then get out of there. You get out of there with the with the clear mind and and uh, you know, and your health to one hundred percent. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, yeah. Very tough. But it, another uh, episode of how this how this should have ended, right? Like, yeah. if, if it will yeah. just ended right there. We all want to um, put our our minds in or put ourselves in that position. What yes. we would do, but, but keep going so that we can get more show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, man, from that emotional scene back to back to another emotional scene where um ellie is reading the diary and we find out and let me mention there that she's talking about i think like man that's what people have to worry about like what to wear and how to look or and whatever I, like i think that's why she wasn't interested in the movie like this is fucking this doesn't this is not serving us at all right like how this how is this helping me survive and that's exactly. and that's she was she was looking at it, it was like i'm not interested yeah and it's uh it's hard to put yourself in that world because we haven't experienced that world and and you know of course neither has the the actor right but um putting yourself in that situation yeah that's all you that's all you do kind of like animals right like they're always part of their dna is just kind of like looking around making sure they don't get eaten right and and that's what they're living in but very emotional scene um they she confesses that she heard the whole thing she's pissed yeah she was being sneaky yeah she ear hustling the whole conversation right and that's why i think she was kind of like eyeing everybody out in the movie theater see where they were gonna go she listens to the whole thing so she pretty much heard joel um tell tommy hey you take her right and she's heartbroken because you know he's pretty much like letting her go right um and maybe taking it a little bit out of context as i think joel's feelings were in the right place right like he just feels like he he will be more of a threat to ellie than, than tommy but to to ellie it was like shit man like we created a bond and you're just letting me go and we find out there which by the way um that scene is play by play line by line frame by frame from the game Mm. um you can play them both at the same time and and it's the same dialogue uh where you know she's talking about uh well she she starts talking about sarah and then joel kind of you know gets defensive and then at least says hey i've lost people too you know and either everybody that i've loved or or that i've cared about has either died or left me right and here we go one more person that she's grown to care about leaving her right Mm -hmm. and she has the right to be pissed but what does joel do he gets on the defensive too he tells her something like you're you're threatening on thin ice or something or or whatever the the saying is but he basically says hey you know after all that emotional uh roller coaster he says hey you're right you're not my daughter and he walks away yeah. So what what did you take from that one? You know, I think Ellie wasn't ready to let him go. I think because obviously once she once she leaves that farm with Tommy, it's more than likely they're never going to see each other again. Like she's just going to become a um, a science experiment, if you will. They're just going to be pulling her blood for the next year and a half, trying to figure out what how to make this thing work for everyone else. And yeah, yeah. she's never going to see Joel again. Yeah. And she doesn't want that feeling again she's she's been hurt and and just um what is it abandoned her whole life you know and and for no reason at all nobody knows she's well we don't know if anybody knew she was immune if that was the case but she's just been abandoned and nobody wants to feel that way and then joel is 
doing this at the goodness of his heart. He's he he's making this as a as a tactical decision. It's not that he doesn't care about her or he doesn't want her. Right. It's that he wants her to make it there. Yeah. And on the other hand, she doesn't give a fuck if she dies. She just wants to be with the person she loves, right? Or yeah. or grown to love. Uh but a, a quick easter egg right there. There's a part in that dialogue where she's like telling about, you know, talking about, you know, everybody that she loved either died or left her. Uh, and she said, everybody fucking except for you. And she pushes him. And that was not a line in the script for the original game. But I guess the, the actress that plays Ellie was got so emotional that grammatically that doesn't fit. But because it was so emotional, they decided to leave it in the game, which is awesome that they brought it into the show line by line. Right. Even with the grammatical error or whatever, because. Yeah, sometimes when you're emotional, words you don't make sense. You can't articulate a sentence sometimes, yeah, you, right? And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, so it's it when you're when your tempers are flaring and you're you know so upset. Sometimes you don't know how to explain it, and it just right. comes out funny and it doesn't make sense. But just based off the, you can feel the room though. Like you know, yeah. she's there's something wrong. You know, you know she's very upset. The words don't have to make sense. You know, she's really yeah. hurt. Yeah, yeah, awesome scene. Um, we see a little um, scene where like Joel is, is going to bed and he starts seeing flashbacks of, of Sarah. Right. And I think this is part of what he was talking to Tommy about. Right. Like, hey, like he starts seeing Sarah and probably like repeating the whole tragedy all over again. Right. Um, and we jump to the next morning. Right. Where um, Ellie's waiting. And I think she's kind of waiting or hoping to see Joel still. Right. Because he hears the steps, and then, boom, it's Tommy, and you can see her face like, fuck. Yeah, they don't even say words. I think the only words that he says was stables. That was it. Right, right. And then um, we go to the stables, and big surprise, uh, Joel is there saying he's stealing a horse, and Tommy's like, I would have given it to you. Well, originally, he, Joel wasn't going to go. Right. He, he was He was going to go on his own mission and, you know, figure out his life. He was going to leave Tommy. He was just going to disappear. Oh, you think he was going to go? You, th- oh, you Yeah. He said, okay. he said he I was just going to steal a horse and go my own way. 30 minutes. But it, that was 30 minutes ago. And then he okay, said, okay. and then he said, you know, I'm going to let you decide. But he didn't even get the words out before. You know, Ellie was like, all right, buckle up, bucko. Let's do this. I know. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty cool. Another um, pretty emotional scene, right? Not, not only Ellie getting her wish, right? Like, oh, shit, we get to go on this adventure. But also, um, man, it's been like a day and they already have to say goodbye to your brother, right? Yeah. Um, that, yeah. that was another one where they're just look, staring at each other. And I think he goes like, adios, my, my friend, or adios, brother, or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, another hug. And it's like, man, like you said, man, you could have waited a little bit, you know, like open some presents, eat some bacon. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but he does give him a gift, a nice little gift, nice oh, yeah. little uh, rifle with the nice scope on there. So that there was there was a little, you know, back and forth, something to remember him for. And it be, it's going to be useful. You know, he uses that gun to... Um, train little ellie how to shoot even though she doesn't hit the target but you know we all we're not all sharpshooters right away you know there's there's a there's a grace period of when you can you know put bullets down range that was a really cool moment man that uh practice um because you know ellie's talking shit and it just resonates so much with like 
teaching your kid how to do something, right? Because yeah. they might be trying and trying and they can't get it. And when you show them how it's done, like it is, it is satisfaction right there, right? Especially, you know, in that particular scene where like, <clears throat> I don't even think Joel thought he was going to make it, but he made it. Maybe, maybe if he shoots it 10 times, he, he hits it one time, but he made it. So he's just like smiling and everything. So I think this is the part where we finally have them committed to each other, right? Like, Hey, I'm going to teach you all I know, and I'm going to care for you as much as I can. I think this is the moment, man, where we finally, uh, jump over that hurdle of you're not my daughter you're not my dad i think this is this is yeah. it yeah. um yeah and the, that gun was the first lesson the rifle um the target practice and then after that lesson it was football it was contracting oh, it was right. this yeah, it was yeah, that yeah. so like that was that was a nice little entry lesson for her and then after that it was you know everything i know i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you about the about the uh the old world i guess you can say yeah that was hilarious man like if you if you if somebody explained football to you without knowing what football is ellie still doesn't know what he's talking about but it's funny because it's like so you just keep advancing yes and then but he's like but but with violence like oh okay with violence okay (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah ellie i'm sure ellie cannot picture a game of football in her head she just knows a bunch of words and rules she doesn't know what it looks like and she knows it so first down and you have three tries or four tries whatever um so they get to the uni right So damn complicated yeah (laughs) i know it is it is um even our chicago coaches can't figure it out yet Uh, (laughs) but anyway so uh, they get to university on horseback after five days on the road. Everything's been calm. Um, nothing, you know, like nothing What of what Tommy said and, you know, with trouble or whatever. They get to the Firefly camp and there's nothing. They're gone. They discover that they have left. Mm-hmm. Um, replaced by monkeys. Replaced by monkeys. They, that's the first time they see LEC's monkeys. And Joel was pretty cool about it, too. Like... I would have been like, oh, shit. Like, what the hell are these monkeys doing here? It's Colorado. like Right. Some yeah. baboons and shit. Yeah, that, that kind of threw me off a little bit. I was like, did they escape from a zoo? Or are these the monkeys from, like, the lab that nobody just, they just forgot about them? Like, what happened? Yeah, I mean, and you think, and I don't know what the lifespan of a monkey is, but if it's been 20 years or whatever, or they did they bring them there? I don't know. Maybe we they don't just, know, right? Yeah, like, maybe they just, they just started flourishing and they migrated to like a safe place. I it's don't know. possible, but, but anyway, you know, like I get Ellie, you've never seen a monkey, but like in the real world, how often do you see a monkey, especially in the United States? Never, never, unless never. you go to the zoo, never. And Joel was just kind of like, oh, whatever. And these were like baboons. These motherfuckers are mean and angry, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But obviously I, and I honestly thought in that scene where they walk into the, the, the room and the monkeys just kind of exit the window. I thought there were going to be freaking infected monkeys or something. Mm. You know, I'm like, that would have been interesting. But I guess that would have been a little bit too uh, too much of uh, Resident Evil uh, sure. for, for the show. Sure. But yeah, Joel was too cool about the monkeys, honestly. He too was cool, just, right? He was like, just too cool about it. There's like 30 monkeys in front of him. Like, all I have is this rifle. Like, if they wanted to rip us apart, they probably could. Dead. You know? Dead. So, but anyways. Um, yeah, they find these monkeys and then... They find a pack of these looters or we don't know hunters. Hunters, we don't know yeah. Hunters. Um, 
And again, putting myself in their shoes, I would have just started letting loose from from the top of the windows. Like I have the vantage point. I could probably take out two before they figure out where the gunfire is coming from. Yeah. You know, you had a you talked to me uh, about a little strategy with the horse. So um, mm. talk, talk about that, because, yeah, that's those are the little things about shows that you're like, man, yeah. I could have done this better. Yeah, I don't maybe this wouldn't have worked, but in my mind, I feel like they could have set up camp right outside. Um university just because you don't know where you're going to run into mm-hmm. you know um you could run into a bunch of infected you could run into a bunch of hunters or you know exactly what you're looking for fireflies you know but um my strategy that i thought was leaving the horse just outside and just like sneaking your way in just how you kind of sneaked out of the quarantine zone find a find a way in scope the scene see what what it's like and this way you're a lot more stealth mode, you know, you don't, and you know exactly where your exit is. You need, you know where the horse is at, but leaving the horse where they did, they, they know they, they knew they had to go get it because right then and there, the, the hunters would know, okay, somebody's here. Yeah. You know, um, if they ha- had, they had left that horse outside of the territory, they could have just waited it out in a room. Or yeah. maybe even set up traps for them to come and walk in on bullets, you know? So, and there wasn't that many of them. There was only four. And they didn't have guns. Yeah, and they all they had was melee weapons. So, uh, the one cool thing, though, um, is the the choking, right? Uh, where he gets mm. the, the, the first hunter. Yeah. Um, and he gets, he chokes him just like in the game. Yeah, I think that's the first one we see that's like just like the game push triangle, push square, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that was pretty cool to see. And then another thing, man, uh, another observation is like, what's up with these fireflies? They're supposed to be this like super crazy, good, organized, um, you know, group that is fighting Fedra or whatever. And they have multiple camps in different states or whatever. But like so far, man, I think they're over too. like whenever they met them, what where tests got bit or whatever gone mm-hmm. here gone like mm-hmm. who the fuck like what are they are they running or are they getting they must just be recruiting the wrong people i don't know <laughs> like some like what is people going that on? Don't, they must be recruiting those uh start their star troopers or something yeah. they can't shoot and this is where we're taking ellie this is what you yeah. know like and then uh oh yeah we forgot to mention salt lake city is the place to go now that's where they're headed that's where all the arrows are pointing salt lake city yeah, yeah. um with the little altercation um, Joel gets injured. He gets stabbed by by uh, the, the the bottom piece of the bat. Yeah. Um, which again, that's another thing out of the game too. They finally brought in like the 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 baseball bat or the construction, oh, the two right. by four. That's they right. finally broke the thing because once you use it a couple of times, boom, it breaks. It breaks. So that was kind of cool to see too. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the game though, um. Joel gets injured, but it doesn't happen that way. Um, I, I I won't spoil it for you, so you can so you know what happens. But he gets injured, but not that way. Okay. Uh, so I thought it was it was pretty interesting, and maybe yeah, for the show they probably wouldn't have been able to do the same thing. But um, they escape, which I thought also was a little crazy because they had guns and they could have just shot the people that were running towards them. Yeah, they could have just drove off a couple yards, stopped the horse pulled out the rifle with that nice little scope on there and popped them off yeah you know and that's what that's what i was saying they had the they definitely had the edge on the you know um the firepower for sure they they could have did anything they could have sell traps just hit in a room and just lit them up you know but 
Um, they decided to go out the back door and pa- and I think they panicked a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, it caused. Yeah, Joel. Joel was definitely in shock. He just got stabbed. Yeah. Um, but they get on the horse. They they barely make it. And then you know somewhere down the line we see that Joel just passes out. Um, Ellie starts panicking. Uh, he's not responding, and that's how the show ends. Um, what do you think is coming up next? Well, for Joel and Ellie, uh, it's hard to tell, man. I mean, the dude was bleeding out, and he got and he got stabbed in the gut so there's a lot of like good vital organs there so who yeah. knows if he's gonna pull through and, and if it he, was deep yeah he was bleeding out you know he his his shirt was soaked um i hope i'm hoping somehow he just flops back onto the horse and ellie rides him to safety but that's a tall task he's a big dude she's a little girl yeah um you know i'm not ready to see the end of joel you know and i haven't played the game as far i know something bad happens people try to spoil it for me i'm not ready to see it i i want him to see at least the start of season two yeah um but yeah it doesn't look good it doesn't yeah, look good it's uh it, it's it's panic time and i think i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen i just feel like the next episode is gonna be a lot of action you know a lot of the action that we have in this episode um I mean, this episode was just emotional, man. Like, it was yeah. just, man, like, every time I watch it, it's like, ah, oh, like, it just, just hurts, you know, yeah. to see some of these things. But I think the next episode will be a lot of kicking ass, I hope. Um, or or not, you know, what, whatever. It, they have been good on every episode, man. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I also hope it's not the end of Joel, man. I, I, want, yeah. I definitely want to see him recover and, and finish the task. Um you know, maybe Tommy comes to the rescue. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he had a change of heart and like, yeah, I got to go save my brother or whatever or be with my brother. I don't know. But but um, or maybe we'll there's see. like a couple of fireflies just hanging out in the wing that heard everything. Maybe, so we'll yeah. see. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen uh, Marlene. Right. I mean, we left her injured and, you know, she's still out there somewhere. Right. Um, but yeah. Any other theories, thoughts, um, comments? No, I, I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just really love the show. I can't wait to see the next episode. Next episode, I think it's gonna be a flashback with Ellie, though. I think oh, I think that's yeah. what the preview showed. We gotta we gotta do the Ellie flashback. Yeah. But um, all right, folks, thank you so much, Young Rigo. I hope that uh, did you like it? No, yeah, it was a pleasure, man. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. You were you were freaking out. I'm a little camera shy, but it, the <laughs> the jitters are gone, so you might see me back here soon. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Enrico, and again to all our listeners. Thank you for staying this long. If you stay this long, you better subscribe. I mean, I'm just telling you that right now. Uh, we're out there on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Usually, that's where where we keep the longer shows, right? Um, People sometimes say, man, it's, it's so long, but I think people are not used to podcasting or some people, right? Like, hey, play it while you're getting ready for going to work or while you're commuting. You know, that's how I do it. Uh, keeps you a little bit entertained. But um, again, thank you all. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for uh, liking. Make sure you comment if you like it or if you have any theories or any Easter eggs that we missed. Please let us know. And with that said, Young Rigo, thank you very much. And we'll see you next time. Of course, man. Next time. Last of Us. Go watch it.